0: x support i'm raven x and alongside me for this very special edition is big e aka big e t aka the biggest grizzlies and titans fan i know how you doing today ethan i'm good how you doing i'm i'm pretty cool i'm excited for what we are about to do um even though it's uh it's gonna be a bit difficult but it's gonna be worth it now before we get into an explanation of what we have going uh, please be sure to check out TheXReport.net. I repeat, TheXReport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with the show. Now, as you all know, people who've been listening for um, a while, usually um, around this time, a little few days before free agency starts, we do our free agency prediction show. We go between about 25 to 30 free agents pick the teams where we want to see them go to and the team that we actually think they will sign to but instead this year we are going to do things a bit different now I' was scrolling on Instagram and I saw an interesting concept of instead of doing uh free agents you know as they pick where they go kind of doing it in this thought process of a draft like for example if the, since the Jacksonville Jaguars have the number overall pick they have the first choice of getting a free agent um, then moving on blah 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 so um, I wish I remembered the name of the page who did this uh, so I could give them credit but it seemed really cool and I decided that um, it'd be a cool idea to throw out Ethan agreed and so we're gonna get started the only difference we're gonna make um, with our free agency picks and the one I saw is we're gonna reverse the order since um, the playoff teams do not uh, get the early picks in the draft, they'll get the early picks in the draft now. So that means that the Tampa Bay Pack, um, oh, I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who in the real NFL draft coming up, uh, in a couple months, have the 32nd overall pick. But when it regards to free agents, they get the first overall pick. So, as you know, so like I said, it's going to be with free agents, and what's going to happen is. Ethan and I will go back and forth with each team about which free agent quote-unquote we would sign. It does not necessarily have to be realistic in terms of cap situation. It could just be players we feel like is the best fit. could be the players we want to see go there or any other reason. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock. Ethan, of the remaining free agents um, who are not tagged, who would you have the Bucks get? I would
1: if I can remember correctly, he's not a, I would have them resigning in Dominican suit.
0: Really, and, with the first overall yeah, pick. First overall pick, and the reason I say this is because the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the in that Super Bowl what won them that game
1: was their defense. Yes, Tom Brady threw for t- three touchdowns and he had an overall good game, but what honestly and truly sealed that game was the pressure that in Dunkin Sue and Shaquille Barrett and Devin White and all those guys on the front seven put on on Patrick Mahomes and that I'm not I can't say depleted offensive line because I know some people were injured and in also was some people weren't able to start. But I feel like for the Bucks, in order for them to make another run at the Super Bowl,
0: their defense is gonna have to be Phenomenal, and I think why not resign in Dominican suit? He's already familiar with the system, he's shown he still has some stuff left in the tank. I will go in Dominican I'm gonna go with a player who did play for the Bucks for the last couple of years, Has had a lot of success. I'm gonna go Shaquille Barrett. He's also listed to be a free agent, has done a lot over the last two years, most notably, um, last season put together a 19 sack uh production year. Um, And I think that it's about time he earns that big contract. He's played well throughout his career, and he's shown that he can really be a go-to guy for a defense. So I think if I'm Tampa, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Go ahead and keep things going. All right, moving on to the second overall pick, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to say offensive tackle Trent Williams, as it was reported today, uh, Thursday, March 11th. Uh, they decided to release both of their starting tackles, left tackle Eric Fisher and right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. On the one hand, I get it. I understand you want to kind of get younger, and you just, it proved that the offense line was a bit of a liability, not to mention the injury concerns. But on the other hand, it's just like, I don't love the choice. So it's, as much as I'd like to go defense here, I think you have to be able to go offense. And so I'd get in veteran Trent Williams more than likely going to be a Hall of Famer, one of the most consistent left tackles in the game. You got to keep uh, Patrick Mahomes upright. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Trent Williams also for everything that you
1: just stated. And like I just said, as far as what won the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Super Bowl, they were able to get pressure, And Trent Williams has been one of the best offensive attackers in the game of
0: football, honestly, for a very long time now. So I think they're going to – I would
1: go Trent Williams.
0: All right, moving on to the third overall pick, the Buffalo Bills. Ethan, who you got? The Buffalo Bills. I would
1: go. I am going to go Aaron Jones because they sh- they shown that with adding Stefan Diggs and the growth from Josh Allen, they showed that they can air the ball out. But on offense, they're very one dimensional. It's it's been a lot. It was a lot of games last season, if I can remember correctly, where. Josh Allen was throwing the ball 40 times a game. When they were up, they were still throwing the ball around. And, yes, you don't want to become super conservative and take the take the foot off the gas pedal. But I think if you're able to add Aaron Jones to the team, he's an explosive runner. He can make big plays. And he also is a pretty decent receiver out the backfield. So that's another option for Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, I actually have Aaron Jones, too, for pretty much all the reasons you said. Just get some more versatility in that backfield. We saw it. I mean, statistically, they didn't have the worst rushing attack in the league. But, I mean, if you take away the production that Josh Allen had, you would see that. Um, We see Devin Singletary is a solid guy, but he's not meant to be an every down back. Zach Moss was cool until he ended up getting hurt um, later on in the season. So I feel like Aaron Jones will help bring in an undisputed number one and a great guy who can help like you said, make this offense more balanced. All right, with the fourth overall pick, Aaron Jones' former team, the Green Bay Packers. Now, I know that Devontae Adams had a tremendous year. Aaron Rodgers just won MVP. But you need, you still need more weapons on that roster. Devontae Adams is the only sure thing. Um, We did see nice parts from MVS, but, I mean, he still had some drops. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown had his drops. Um, Tight end, whose name, um, oh, Robert Tunyon had a solid year, but who's to say that will continue? So, I have them getting wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Gives them a big presence on the outside. His fights for those 50-50 balls, very aggressive when the ball is in the air. And it helps weaken an already depleted Lions roster. So, i go Galladay. Yeah,
1: I'm going. Worth to potentially lose Aaron Jones, they will probably put a little a little bit more pressure on Aaron Rodgers and their passing attack. So I would go Kenny Galladay.
0: All right, moving on to the fifth overall pick, the New Orleans Saints. Who you got? For the New Orleans Saints, I will honestly go with re-signing Jameis Winston. Because oh, okay. The reason I say this is because we know that their name is being brought up in a lot of
1: trades, also big name quarterbacks, i.e. Russell Wilson. But I think if you can re-sign James Winston for a cheaper contract, yes, we know that Drew Brees is he took a he took a drastic pay cut, but we all we all are under the assumption that sooner or later, this during this off season, he's going to retire. So and we don't, I I don't have faith in Taysom Hill, but I do. To some degree, I know that James Winston is at least a starting caliber quarterback in this in, in the NFL. Yes, I'll crack jokes on him about the thirty for thirty, and I'm not a I wasn't a big fan of his time in Tampa. But I know that he had the corrections on the LASIK surgery on his eyes, and I think that he will be familiar with their system. So I will resign James.
0: All right. I like it. Um, I'm also going to offensive player right now. It's no real conclusion as to who's going to be the starting quarterback for 2021 of the New Orleans Saints. But regardless of whoever it is, you have to get a receiver. Um, they are in cap hell right now, which meant that they had to get rid of Emmanuel Sanders, who had a really productive year. And while Emmanuel Sanders would be a solid pick, I would actually go the route of Will Fuller, where it as, um Michael Thomas doesn't necessarily have the speed that you want, neither does Traquan Smith. That's what Will Fuller has. He has that big playability. And I think that compare combining him to a player like Thomas who has sure hands, I think no matter what quarterback you have and so it's gonna make their life a lot easier. Um, we saw last season that they did have some holes, especially at wide receiver, where they just Jeff kind of killed them. It'd be times when Michael Thomas went down, and then their leading receiver was um, Callaway, the undrafted rookie out of Tennessee. So it, it was a tough season overall, and I think getting a player like Will Fuller, who we've seen when he is healthy, can be a really productive guy. All right, moving on to the sixth overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens. While there were a lot of options... And it's a beauty to be able to pick this early in a free agent draft. I have to go interior lineman, and I said center Corey Lindsley. For anybody who watched the Ravens throughout the season, especially in the playoffs, center and interior guard uh, were probably the biggest offensive issues outside of wide receiver. And don't get me wrong, wide receiver would have made a lot of sense here, but at this point, I don't see any receiver I would take over the possibility of sure up that offensive line. Um, another a guard also could have been in conversation, but I will go Corey Lindsley because we saw mascara had um, fumbled snaps, Pat McCary had fumbled snaps. It was very frustrating to watch, and then it also didn't help watching Lamar run for his life. So you have to get him some protection in order to help have him more, give him more time to throw the ball. So I'm going to say Corey Lindsley. Um, I'm going to go with another offensive player, but he's not an offensive lineman. I'm going to go with Corey Davis.
1: Because I feel like you can potentially reassure the offensive line by through the draft, but in my opinion, Lamar needs a big body playmaker on the outside. Hollywood Brown is a good receiver, but he's diminutive in size, and he's more of a, a a stretch the field threat. He's a deep threat with with speed. Corey Davis is a guy who was basically a
0: thousand yard receiver this year for Tennessee. He can make plays. He can catch 50-50 balls. And honestly, he might not come with the biggest price tag as some of the other top free agent wide receivers. I can see that. All right, moving on to the seventh overall pick, the Cleveland Browns. What you got? I have the Cleveland Browns getting
1: Edge, Russell, Yannick, and Gakwe. I know that he's his production has declined since he's left Jacksonville, but I feel like if you can pair him up with and the reason I feel like that is is, you know, he he was on that defense with the Ravens. Yes, he had Calais Campbell there, but it, he wasn't the same Calais Campbell. I feel like if you're able to pair him with a freak of nature like Miles Garrett, his production will increase because a lot of the attention will be paired will be faced towards Miles Garrett and he could play he could probably beat a lot of one on one matchups
0: i'm going defense as well i actually have them getting bud dupree um kind of similar to what you said bud dupree is a guy who he really came on the last couple of years because he was paired with the freak that is tj watt and so i feel like being on the same defense with a guy like miles Garrett could create a lot of opportunities for him which i think that will really help him out as opposed to him going somewhere and then immediately having to be the number one and possibly only guy and plus you have, with how the season ended last year, it never hurts to make the Steelers more mad at you. So I would go that route. Moving on to the 8th overall pick. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that we are not going to include draft trades. For example, the 8th overall pick belongs to the Los Angeles Rams. But for the NFL draft, um, that pick is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So for my pick for the Rams, I have them getting outside linebacker Matt Judon. Um, was a very productive sack player for the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that with Leonard Ford potentially being on the way out, I think that Judon will be a great force to add to this defense. Of course, financially, he'll probably be out of their price range, but I think it'll be really fun to see a defense that has him And uh, Aaron Donald, they're terrorizing the front sevens. I think that offensive lines will really have to pick and choose their battles. And I think that uh, Dudon is more talented than Leonard Floyd was. So I think that he's going to do even better than what Leonard Floyd was able to produce in his career best year. Yeah, I have the Ravens finding
1: linebacker Jayon Brown. It sucks because I'm a a Jayon Brown fan. I would hate to see him lead to the seed, but... Over the course of the season, one of the noticeable um, weak, weak points that I saw of the Rams was their linebacking core. I mean, their front, their front four, their front line, defensive line, it was amazing. Obviously, you have Aaron Donald. You have some pretty nice pieces around them. Secondary, you have Javon Ramsey and some pretty serviceable pieces. But the linebacking core was atrocious, and I think you can insert Jalen Brown, who was on the uptick as being a another hundred. Um, tackle season, linebacker before he got hurt. And I think you can start him I and mean, he can make a lot of plays for their defense.
0: Uh, For me, alright, I'm agreeing with you. Alright, moving on to the ninth overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who could go in a number of directions. Alright,
1: I have the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting, honestly, I have them drafting Eric Fisher. I know he just recently got cut, but they need help on the offensive line, and I think that he could potentially be the guy that can get them their help.
0: For me, I'm going to go offense as well, but I'm going to say running back Chris Carson. The Steelers' offense had its fair share of problems, but I don't think it can be disputed that the worst issue was their run game. James Conner was, in essence, one of the worst starting running backs in the league, and he did not get much help from the rest of the committee. Uh, Benny Snell was ineffective. Uh, McFarland didn't do much in his rookie year. And we've seen that Chris Carson, when he is healthy, can be a dynamic player. He can be one of those bruisers in the backfield. And I feel like the Steelers' offense runs best when it has a guy like that in the fold. I think that Chris Carson would immediately be an upgrade over what they already have. And then if they want to kind of split carries, I guess, to preserve his help with a player like Benny Snell or McFarland, I think that that could be a really good move. All right, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, who have the 10th overall pick. This is where I see offensive tackle Mitchell Schwartz going. I know he's coming off of an injury late in 2020 season, but I mean, when he is healthy, he's arguably the best right tackle in the league. Russell Wilson has already expressed that he wants – to get more protection. He's tired of getting hit so much and with the added offense I mean defensive lineman coming to the NFC West, I think the best way to compliment it is getting by a proven uh, offensive lineman. So I go Mitchell Schwartz.
1: I am going to go offensive lineman Darrell Williams. Everything you just stated, like the Seahawks they need to protect Russell, especially now that even though he hasn't technically made trade demands, the market is become a trade market for Russell. So if he does they Why not bring in a a tackle that can help protect him and make sure that he stays in Seattle? All
0: right, moving on to the 11th overall pick, your Tennessee Titans. Where would you want to see them go? I would want
1: to see them go for edge rusher Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson, I'm sorry. We need. I mean, the writing's on the wall. We had the furious sacks in the NFL last season. We had. 19, I believe, if I can remember correctly, we had 19 sacks in 16 games, and in today's NFL, where people are throwing the ball around the yard, and, Bless you. You. yeah, quarterbacks are throwing the ball around the yard, and it's a quarterback-driven league, you have to have somebody that can get to the quarterback, so I will go call Lawson.
0: Um, I also went defense, but instead, I went on the back end, and I have y'all getting Patrick Peterson. One, he's a proven veteran who's a billion times better than Malcolm Butler, who you all cut. I think that he steps in as instantly your number one corner. I think he can easily match up with the number one wide receivers of the AFC South. I think he'll provide that consistency that Butler did not have and also can be a great mentor to your current receivers I think that him and Christian Fulton would be a great dynamic just because one they have the bond of being former LSU Tigers he could really coach him up on how to better hone in on his game especially if Fulton can't be healthy I could see him taking big steps in his sophomore year so I would go Patrick Peterson Moving to the 12th overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts. I This is where I see defensive Indianic Yannick Ngakwe going. He's familiar with the AFC South, of course, as you mentioned, playing for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars to start off his career. And I know his numbers kind of diminished a bit last season, but, I mean, when he was in Minnesota, he still did lead that team in sacks. He's a proven guy who we can know can get off of the path, and I think that putting him on the same line as a player like a DeForest Buckner would be a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, this is where I go, Matthew Judon, for all the reasons that you just stated, outside of him being familiar with the division. Like, this Indianapolis defense is already one of the top defenses as he is, and
0: I think one of the things that they could just do to make it better is add a significant edge rusher, which Matthew Judon could honestly provide. All right, so I'm moving on to the 13th overall pick, the Chicago Bears. Where do you see them going? I see them going
1: for um, Chris Carson for the same reasons you kind of stated with with the Steelers. Um, that team they have a great defense. They yes, they're in a quarterback situation where we don't know what it's gonna look like. But I feel like if, whoever you put in quarterback, whether you make a move or you try to draft someone. If you add a physical runner like Chris Carson, a guy that people in Chicago will love for his play style because they love
0: physical running back, you pair that up with that defense, I can see it's an instant formula for success. So I see them going Chris Carson. For me, I'm gonna go defensive side of the ball, and I'm gonna say Trey Hendrickson. We kind of saw what happened with um, Robert Quinn after he had some pretty put together some solid years, especially um, just leaving Dallas. But he wasn't able to replicate the same success, unfortunately, even though he was paired with a player like Khalil Mack. I think that Trey Hendrickson is a player who can create his own opportunities as we saw what he did in New Orleans. And I think he would just be a much better and a younger upgrade to Robert Quinn. All right, moving on to the Washington football team. Now, this is when I see a slight run on wide receivers going. This is where I see Juju Smith-Schuster going. Uh, Washington is another team where we really don't know what their quarterback situation is, but no matter what, you have to get wide receivers in the fold. By bringing in Juju, he'll be a nice compliment to Terry McLaurin. Where I think you have Terry McLaurin, who was a fringe one number one wide receiver, and uh, Juju, who's a great number two. And I think that you can you're starting to see some nice pieces being put together on that offense him, McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, uh, Logan Thomas who came on later on in the year. I think that you're putting the offense in a, in a good direction, especially because you know your defense is in a good place already. So I think that Juju would make a lot of sense here. I see them going for another wide receiver
1: but I see them getting Curtis Samuel. I think that yes, he, he had a, um, a one really good season, really great season this year. But I see that he can build from this success, and like you said, like he can be a number two, so the pressure won't be on him to be this amazing receiver coming in. He could be the guy that gets the one-on-one matchups. All you have to do when you're the secondary guy is honestly win the one-on-one matchups. I can right. see him doing
0: it. Right. All right. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins with the 15th overall pick, Ethan. Where you see them going? <laughs>
1: see, this was tough. Because I want, I see them getting the running back also, and I wanted to go with, uh, I wanted to go with Chris Carson, but I already said his name. Let me check the list because I had another replacement. All right, so I have them going for running back Marlon Mack. Um, we, I know that they're in the, they're in the mix for a lot of major quarterbacks, mainly Deshaun Watson potentially in a trade. But I think if they go, if they aren't able to get Deshaun Watson and they remain with Tua, they need to go the, the um, easing Tua in route. And we all know having a, having a good defense and a good running game makes up for a lot of the things that a young quarterback lacks, i.e. Mark Sanchez. This man was in New York with gang green, had that great defense, had um, Thomas Jones running the ball. And he, looked, he, he won playoff games. And you took him out of that situation, and he crumbled. So why not add a running back to that offense that can help, too, and take some of the pressure off of him?
0: For me, I'm going to go another offensive player, but I'm going to say Curtis Samuel. While he's not you know, a running back, I think that he can be there for those gadget plays to kind of be a player you have to look out for when you are facing the Dolphins offense. As we all know, they don't really have – any, pe- any pieces that really stand out as far as that wide receiver. And I think that even though I'd still want to hit double up on this position, especially uh, with such an early pick in the NFL draft, I think that Curtis Samuel will be a really nice step in the right direction to get two of some weapons. All right, moving on to number 16, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is where I see outside linebacker Hassan Reddit going. You may kind of consider him a one-year wonder, posted his first double-digit sack year of his career. But honestly, I think that the Raiders will be in a position to take a chance on him just because their pass rush has just been so bad since they traded Khalil Mack. They have yet to find somebody who can step in that role and do it consistently. I think that with Hassan Reddick, you can kind of sign him to a short-term deal. Um, Similar to what Shaq Barrett got when he went to uh, Tampa. and kind of just bank on his youth and just bank on his explosiveness because I think that best case scenario, you get your next pass rusher for the next five years. Worst case scenario, you're moving on and you have to keep looking at the position. But I think Hassan Reddick would be a nice fit. I actually have them going for Shaq Barrett
1: because of everything that you stated. Like he, he's a guy, their pass rush is so bad. And yes, a lot of people consider him a one-hit wonder. But you can also potentially sign him to a short or shorter deal based off his production of last season. And kind of a similar situation. If you get – if he his upside is he can be a double-digit sack, sack guy for the next couple of years, and you're, the downside to it is you won't be attached to this contract for a long period of time.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the Arizona Cardinals who have the 17th overall pick. Where do you see them going here? This is
1: where I see Juju coming off the board because DeAndre Hopkins is, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure yours, he's one of the top five best wide receivers in the game right now. Absolutely. And and we both know that Juju is a certified number one. So you pair him up with a certified number one, you could potentially see a very similar production to him when he was in Pittsburgh with AB because... Juju, I feel like Juju. He, Juju can win one on one matchups. He can make spectacular plays and win 50-50 balls, but he can't. He can't handle the pressure of being the number one guy.
0: All right, I, I don't dispute that. I think that I actually be a great signing for him. Uh, but this is where I see cornerback William Jackson the second going. Reason being, Patrick Peterson is more than likely gonna be on his way out. Byron Murphy is solid, but you still don't really know if he's able to take over number one cornerback responsibilities. So really, right now the cornerbacks in uh, Arizona are kind of in flux, despite their defensive line looking stout. So this would be when I would take the opportunity to get a guy like William Jackson, who has shown some flashes, still kind of inconsistent, but you kind of want to, you're kind of willing to take a chance on it just because he has, like I said, shown those flashes. But I think that um, William Jackson will be a solid pickup. Moving on to 18th overall pick, the New England Patriots. This is where I see tight end Hunter Henry coming off of the board. Um, As we all know, the Patriots love their tight ends when they can get them. And while they really haven't been able to find someone to replace Gronk since he retired the first time, of course, um, I think that Hunter Henry is a guy who is hungry to show what he can truly do. I think that... He'll be missing with the Chargers just because of his big playability. I think that that's something that the Patriots really, really need. So I think that Hunter Henry could be that guy here, and then they could spend their defense, their um, I'm sorry, the rest of our draft looking at more wide receivers. I'm actually agreeing with you with um Hunter Henry going to the Patriots. I think that at least at best, if you're not able to get weapons on the outside, you can give whoever is playing quarterback for the Patriots a security blanket and having an tight end. Right. So that's something that they didn't have last year, and it kind of it showed. Like you didn't have anyone really to throw to in any position on the field. Right, I I totally agree, and I think that it would just be a seamless fit. We kind of heard rumors about them trying to get him them trying to get him last year too, so it'll be great if he just fell into the laps. All right, nineteenth overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings. What do you see them doing here?
1: I see them. Jameis Jenkins. I know that he just got cut, and I think one of the issues that came with Minnesota last season is their their secondary wasn't as good as it was in the past. You know, they cut Xavier Rose a couple. They cut Xavier Rose a couple of years ago. I think it was even last year or the year before last. Mm-hmm. And they need help in the secondary, so I think they could potentially sign Jameis Jenkins for a cheap price tag, and he can still be a productive player.
0: Um I'm going to go cornerback as well but I'm actually going to say Shaq Griffin formerly of the Seattle Seahawks even though he never was a explosive cornerback he still got the job done he was really serviceable and I think that for a team like the Minnesota Vikings really that's all you can take right now you'll take whatever you can get and I think he's an upgrade over what they have now and you can continue to still hit on this hit on the position, but still bringing in a guy like him. um, You don't have to put for too much money just in case it doesn't work out. Moving on to the 20th overall pick, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, who I see getting defensive end Carl Lawson. Reason why um, Melvin Ingram is a free agent, which means that they're going to need another running mate for Joey Bosa. Unfortunately, this past season, pass rush was not a strong suit for the Los Angeles Chargers, which I feel like they're going to try to hit on that position um, while also using the rookies of the 2021 draft class to kind of work on their offense and their offensive line. So I think that Carl Lawson will be a really nice running mate for a player like Joey Bosa, provide some edge on the outside.
1: But th- I see them getting Hassan ready. He he went like you said. He had a big a big production year, and he kind of a lot of people are expecting him to drop off because he's like a one year wonder thing. But I feel like they could do something very similar to what you said earlier. They could sign him to a short term deal, and if he produces,
0: then he could be he could be your edge rusher for the next five to six years. All right, let's go ahead and move on. The San Francisco 49ers, where do you see them
1: going? I see them going. I see them going um, offensive tackle with Kevin Beacher. They
0: lost They lost Trent Williams. They're going to potentially lose Trent Williams. And I
1: think that you can sign him and he could be a serviceable replacement. Yes, he's not a flashy name. Yes, he isn't one of the like. Top offensive tackles in the game, but he proved to be a serviceable, um uh, a serviceable player for Arizona last season.
0: Uh for me, this is where I see uh safety John Johnson going. Um yes. normally in the scheme of things I wouldn't think that he would fall this far, but not too many teams really are looking for a safety. But I think that they would be. I mean, Jimmy Ward has been solid, um Jaquiski Tart has been solid as well. But I do think that John Johnson is one of the most underrated players in the league overall. I mean, consistently, can rack up tackles, is really good in coverage, just does everything that you want out of a safety. And so I think that he'd be a really nice piece to that uh, secondary. Moving on to the 22nd overall pick, the New York Giants. This is where I see wide receiver Corey Davis going. Golden Tate was recently cut. So right now their receiving group is still as it's been, looked a bit depleted. I think that bringing in Corey Davis will provide a big target on the outside who could potentially develop into a number one wide receiver. Right now, if you're really trying to bang the drum on Daniel Jones, you have to be able to give him help, and I think that this is a great way to start giving him that help.
1: I also see them signing a wide receiver, but I, I see them signing a wide receiver that was formerly in their division. I see them signing Nelson, Nelson Aguilar because – He showed last season in Las Vegas that he he made improvements and he wasn't the – I'm not going to even say he wasn't productive in Philly because he was. He just had a really bad case of drops. Yeah. And And he showed that in Las Vegas, he showed that there wasn't an issue for him anymore, and I think that it can also be added motivation to play for New York because you'll be playing for the team, playing against the Eagles twice a year.
0: I can see that being a really good fit. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Dallas Cowboys who have the 23rd overall pick. Uh,
1: oh boy, I actually see the Dallas Cowboys signing safety Keanu Neal. They they have a lot of holes in every point of their defense, in my opinion, but I think if you can shore up the secondary with some good safety play, and he can also – He's a he's the type of versatile player that he can play some um some linebacker in certain packages. So that's what I see them going.
0: Uh, I would go. Even though I do think Keanu Neal is great, and I think that he's going to be a great signing for whoever gets him. I think the Dallas Cowboys they're feeling themselves a little bit. Just signed Dak to a press Dak to a really big deal. So I think that they're going to try to continue with the splashes, and I see them going after a player like Jadavian Clowney though David Clowney's numbers do not back up the superstar he was intended to be um, when he was initially drafted, I do think that the Cowboys would still take the chance on him because at worst, I mean, he doesn't – compared to the rest of the defensive line, it's not like it's going to be a major downgrade. I think that at his best, he's their best defensive player – At worst, I mean, he's still a solid presence stopping the run as long as he's healthy. So I can see the Cowboys who are desperate for defense to try to take a chance on a guy like that. All right, let's move on to the 24th overall pick in the Denver Broncos. This is where I see quarterback Jameis Winston going. Right now, there's not a lot of faith in Drew Locke. There's questions if he's really the guy. And even though, I mean, not Carson, Jameis Winston knows all about those questions, I think that he. If given in the right situation, he could really prove to be that guy. And I think that, at worst case, he's a really serviceable backup for the Broncos in case Drew Locke gets hurt or if the turnovers just become too much. And best case, he could be their quarterback of the future. i see them going for another quarterback, but I'm going to say
1: Andy Dalton. For similar reasons, He he's a guy that he could be a starter in a pitch if Drew Locke is... You know, if Drew is shown that he hasn't progressed, and he can also serve as a viable backup. I mean, he showed it last season that he was a viable backup behind Dak Prescott. Yes, and he did it under a, a very—he did it under some bad conditions because the Cowboys' offensive line wasn't that great, but he was still able to make plays.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Carolina Panthers, who have the twenty-fifth overall pick. going after um, defensive end Derek Wolf. I think that Carolina they're known. They have a really good they
1: have some really good defensive players and I think that you can add them to their defense and it can help it just help add to it because I don't see I don't see them making any splash play any splash signings or I know they're in the running for Deshaun Watson, but why if you can't get any splash players on offense, why not just add to what you to something that you're already building on, which is a
0: good defense. For me, I actually said this is where tight end Jonu Smith goes. Even though I think that Ian Thomas has a chance to become an explosive player, I think that Jonu Smith has showed you more times than not that he could really step up and that he can really be the guy – Um, especially at tight end. I think he'll be an instant upgrade to that offense that we've seen can get the ball rolling. And so with that in mind, I would definitely go the route of um, John Smith if he's still available at this time. Uh, Next up being the Detroit Lions. Now, this is not a sexy pick, but I would take a defensive tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, Reason being, they need somebody who can consistently stop the run. As we've seen, their run defense has not been great. Their defensive line overall just has not been uh, the most inspiring to watch. But Dalvin Thomas, over the last few years has shown that he can be a really productive guy, can really help things out in stopping the run. So I think that this will be a really good opportunity for him to stake his claim to be a top-tier player, but also um, gives Detroit a player that they can really bank on. I'm also in
1: agreement.
0: All right, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who have the twenty seventh overall pick.
1: This is where I see Johnny Smith going. We um, I know that they're, I know that they're um, trying to shop Zach Ertz and potentially wait. did they shop him or is he released? I He's they're
0: trying to shop him. Okay, but it's looking like Zach Ertz is on his way out. Yeah, and why not? Yeah, and why not add Johnny
1: Smith? He's a younger, he's younger, and as a tight end, I've seen him. He he can make plays. He's explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. He's like a running back. He's very hard to bring down. So, and I think adding that to what they're trying to build and potentially it give Jalen Hurst a
0: another security blanket that he can go to in personal situations. Um, I'm going defense for the Eagles and getting cornerback uh, Jason Barrett. Jason is we know he can play the issue is can he stay healthy and while the eagles may not be a team that want to take a chance on someone who has injury history right now outside of darius Slade, their cornerback group is terrible and i think that when healthy jason verrett is clearly an upgrade over everyone else and i think that he's a guy especially this late into the draft that you would be willing to take a chance on all right the 28th overall pick the cincinnati Bengals. this is where i see guard joe thune going Um, The Bengals, real honestly, could have went anywhere along the offensive line. I'm just gonna go guard with this instance. Joe Thune, um, he's still a really serviceable guy on the right side of thirty. You gotta keep uh, Joe Burrow upright. You gotta keep him protected, and this is a great way to do that.
1: I see them going offensive line also, but I see them going for offensive tackle. Alvin Johnson on the waiver from the Steelers, like you just stated, they could honestly go anywhere on the offensive line. It would be an upgrade.
0: Definitely. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to number twenty-nine, the Atlanta Falcons.
1: I see the Atlanta Falcons going after Desmond King, cornerback. Um, I think that they're we we both know that their offense is amazing. The thing that held, that held Atlanta back this whole season was defense.
0: And in this past happy league, you need corners that can make plays, and Desmond King is one of those guys that can make plays. Uh, For me, I said safety Anthony Harris. He didn't have the uh, big interception performance this past season with the Vikings. But, I mean, he's still a serviceable player. Even though, personally, I think that I would rather build up Keanu Neal. I understand the worries about his health. But getting a player like uh, Anthony Harris, we know he can make plays. They need more playmakers on that side of the ball. So, I still think that that would be a good signing. All right, 30th overall pick, the Houston Texans. This is where I see cornerback Ronald Darby going. While there is still so much up in the air with regards to the future of Deshaun Watson, I truly think that if they want to make their team better, you have to get that defense together. You have to fortify that defense to where you can make it trustworthy. And a way to make your defense trustworthy is by, for the love of all that is good and great, please, please, Get some corners because their cornerback situation has been downright terrible. And I think that by getting a guy like Ronald Darby, who really had a good year last year in Washington, I think that that could really boost them up.
1: I also see them going with the corner, but I see them going for Jason Verrett for the same reason that you stated. They need corners back. Like, as a Titans fan, honestly – just case in point, look at the last game of the season when we played them. And they could have won, but what happened? They gave up a 50-yard to a fifty yard pass to Antonio, um, not Antonio. A.J. Oh Brown. A.J. Brown. Like that, that's the last play of the season. That's what propelled us to win the AFC South. They need corners. I hate to say it because they're in my division, but they need secondary help back. Very like you said, when he's on the field, he can be a great player, but he has
0: to stay healthy. I feel that. All right, we're down to the final two picks of the draft, starting with the thirty-first overall pick, uh New York Jets with wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, that's where I would go, Emmanuel Sanders. Reason being, enough. We talked about it a little bit earlier with the Saints, but he is a productive guy. And let's be honest, the Jets wide receivers group does not give much reason for hope. I think by bringing in um, Emmanuel Sanders, you'll get a guy who not only can be productive, but can also be a veteran for the people that you decide to uh, have him coach up. So that's definitely the direction that I would go.
1: I was looking at receivers also. And out of the names that I saw, I also agree with Emmanuel Sanders because he's still still showing that he can be a productive player. A lot of the wide receivers, after you get past a couple of the names, they've shown significant drop-offs. So I have to go with Manuel Sanders.
0: All right. Finally, the 32nd overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where do you see them going?
1: I see them going. Honestly, I see them going with center
0: Austin Reader. Mm-hmm. Being you're about to draft Trevor
1: Lawrence, it's a non effect. You're going to need to um, solidify your offensive line, and one of the things that you need is a good center. So why not go ahead and sign a center that you can um, help build rapport with Trevor Lawrence and get that whole thing started?
0: All right, for me, I know it's a bit of a chance when you say him, but Antonio Brown is still one hell of a player, and I think that if you are – the um, Jacksonville Jaguars you want to get as much talent around your team as you can and I think that for the value of this uh, of the pick I think if you get a great Antonio Brown Antonio Brown with his head on straight it's very rare that you're going to find a receiver that's better in the business so I would go Antonio Brown but thank you guys so much for listening to this um, new way to do uh, free agency predictions Ethan I know that um, free agency starts in a, just a few more days so who are some players that you would love if they got signed by your titles?
1: Um, honestly mm-hmm. mm, I know I want linebacker help linebacker and, safety, uh, and corner help so I would definitely say Patrick Peterson for mm-hmm. sure um, Carl Lawson definitely and any, really, any productive edge Russia, Because, like I said, we had 19 and 16 games. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not I feel like even if we were to make
0: This is me being a little bit greedy, but I don't care. I would love having my boy Patrick Peterson in tow, just because I'm a huge Patrick Peterson fan, of course. Go Tigers. Um, uh, I would love to bring back Yannick. I think another year in our system could do wonders for Yannick. I think he could put together a great season. Um, Other than that, I mean, oh, and, of course, offensive lineman, Corey Lindsley would be great, a Joe Thune, a Mitchell Schwartz. If we do end up trading uh, Orlando, well, he's going to get traded. But depending on what we get in return, I think Mitchell Schwartz could be a big uh, production. But, yeah. So, that is our free agency. I'm sorry. What did you say? I was going to say, so you don't want to try to
1: get Kenny Galladay?
0: I would like Kenny Galladay, but I know my team enough to know that we wouldn't do it. Um, It'd be nice, though. I'd be happy if we made that move, but... Realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But if they want to surprise me, that'd be dope. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say you want to bring – you don't want to keep Johnu? You cool with Johnu walking out the door? So, it's it's like two players that I wanted to keep. I wanted to keep Johnu and I wanted to keep Jahn. But
1: when I saw that they didn't franchise tag either one, Met,
0: the
1: first, career. yeah, at the first, career, yeah, he had, a, but he made a lot of plays in the passing game, so I think that they're gonna go with the like he can be a productive player
0: and he's cheaper type of route, which I can understand. But I do, I wish we could resign New and Jalen. All right, I hear that. Um, of the free agents that we're walking out, like I said, I would love to bring back Yannick. I will, I want us to bring back Derek Wolf too, because I know we could bring him back cheap and he could still be productive. <sighs> Life. But, all right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Please be sure to check out the X Report. We got more episodes, of course, coming for you guys. We want to keep track of all free agency news, NFL uh, draft news, all that good stuff. So, yeah, please should check out the X Report.net, I repeat, the X for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Ethan, you got anything you'd like to add before we blow this popsicle stand? I'm just ready for free agency to start.
1: I'm ready to see trades, signings. You know, I want to see where these quarterbacks are going to go. Like, I want
0: to see, is Russell going to end up in Chicago? I want Russell to go to, if he doesn't go to, if he doesn't stay in Seattle. I want Russell to go to Chicago. Honestly, besides Chicago, I don't really <laughs> see where else he would go. Like, I just feel like that's overall the best fit if he was to be moved. Yeah. But we uh, shall see. I just want to see if Deshaun going to get traded. Honestly, because David <laughs> Coley just did a, a press conference today and was like, "He's our quarterback," and all. Okay. Does he know that he's y'all quarterback? Cause uh I don't think he knows that. From what I've seen, from what I saw, Deshaun has been chilling in Miami and just
1: working out. So does he know to take me y'all quarterback?
0: Um, allegedly. Uh I don't think he does, but David Cully said he is. You know, mm-hmm. never know, maybe he brought in Mark Ingram with hopes of he be the hype man that he he needs, but who knows? Um, I love Mar Ingram, but that is not enough to keep it shut Oh, tomorrow. not enough. But honestly, I don't know. At this point, I really don't know what would be enough anymore. I just think, just take my man out of his misery. Let him go. Let him be all free. Right. But I right, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next time.